0: Because if you're a storyteller, then your job is to be in service of that story. Yeah. That's your job. Right? And if you do it well, you get out of the way.
1: On this week's episode of You're a Storyteller, Brian McDonald and Jesse Bryan talk about the power of simplicity. When you understand the power of simplicity, you can get out of the way and
0: make creative decisions that serve your story best.
1: Okay. So, um... kind of surprising we haven't really talked about this yet mm-hmm. right uh because it really is you know i feel like we've done some philosophical stuff a couple weeks ago you know ian was on which was great and he did more questions mm-hmm. this episode we're really going to kind of go back to just more like nuts and bolts story how does it work right sure. um and so i think just to borrow gordon wills gordon wills gordon Willis' term willis willis term um probably the greatest dp of all time uh uh we're gonna talk about how to do it simply but not simplistic, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think he said that – the way he said that is a perfect way to kind of encapsulate it, right? Yeah. So on this week's episode, we're going to talk about why simple is good, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so – And simple is good is Jim Henson's thing, right? That's right. And how perfect is that, that he condensed it down to simple is good? (laughs) Yeah. That's why he's Jim Henson. Yeah. Okay? So we just talked about – You know people
0: don't know who Jim Henson is, by the way? You no. say Jim Henson to
1: people, a lot of people don't know. Really? There are people right now going,
0: mean, "Who's Jim Henson?" Muppets.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, what I mean? you say Muppets, they yeah, get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was also a good dude. Like yeah. Jim Henson, just seemed like the best dude. Um, yeah, he's Kermit. Like, yeah, I know. It's also an amazing, even his ads. Like, if you go back to his ads, because his I know, ads yeah. are how he paid for everything. Uh, they were so funny, and mm-hmm. yeah. But he's he's the guy. He's the Muppet guy. Yeah, he's right? the guy. Yeah, yeah. If you saw a picture of me probably recognize him because he's so iconic i mean he's in the think different campaign well, i guess you're right people are probably they don't it's too old yeah yeah um well it's the muppets <laughs> yeah so that's all you need but you know. go like okay we just talked about probably the greatest dp of all time um we just talked about the inventor of the muppets i'll give you a whole bunch of them in case you think i'm full of it how about steve jobs um we have to work hard to get your thinking cl- um you have to work hard to get your thinking clear to make it simple but it's worth it in the end because once you get there, you can move mountains. Yeah. But again, what he talks about, which we'll get to later, is like how hard it is. Simple is hard. Right? Yeah, it is hard. Um, you have to work hard to get your thinking clean, clean to make it simple. hmm Get your thinking clean. Really work off all the rough edges, right? Another one, I mean, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. That's Einstein. Um, is a painter, Hans Hoffman. Um, the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary may speak. Yeah. I thought that was a great one. That is a great way to say it. You know, it's getting all the stuff out of the way so you can actually hear the singer that's supposed to be singing, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and again, uh, simple, not simplistic. Um, there's a, a really good blog you wrote. It's on your Invisible Ink blog. If you haven't ever checked out Brian's blog, um, And I I know you're about to relaunch it, too, but they can find the blogs now if they wanted, where you talked about simplicity. Um, And I think you have the Jim Henson quote on there. But there's also a video in there. And we can add now that we're going to start doing show notes, we can also add this stuff to the show notes, like a link to this, um, where you have Gordon's actual like a little clip of him explaining what he means by simple, not simplistic. And a couple of things he said. He said, um, you need to be asking, why are you doing this by habit or by need? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like and I think what, what what do you think he means by that? When he says habit or need, what do you think that means? Well, um
0: I've known a couple of filmmakers in my life
1: who who
0: have a couple of stock shots or techniques that they'll use all the time. They pull them out of their toolbox and they go, This is where I get to use the mm-hmm. this shot or that shot. Yeah. And there's actually a pretty big director who does one there's one particular shot he does in every movie. It makes me crazy. Um, and it's not by need. It's because for whatever reason, this filmmaker loves this shot. I don't know why. I don't know what he thinks he's getting from it or whatever. But he uses it every time. And it can't be appropriate every time. It, that doesn't make sense. It wouldn't. Yeah. Right. So he's doing it out of a habit. Out of he, He's not. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that a lot where people go, well, I like that kind of shot. I like this kind of shot. Um, they have a personal sort of response to it, or something, or they used it once and it worked, or something, and so they go back to it over and over again. But that could be—I'm just talking about filmmakers, but it could be any anybody who's doing any craft. You know, they they aren't solving the problem in front of them. Hmm. If you solve the problem in front of you, you come up with a different solution. Right,
1: you're not doing the same magic trick over and over. Again. Yeah.
0: So um, I think that's the difference. What does this What does this shot need to get across the idea? Right, I'm trying to get across. Yep. Versus,
1: how can I work in the thing I like to do? Mm-hmm. That's how most people work. How can I work in the thing I'd like to do? Yeah. You've told me before about different places where they start with concepts, visual concepts, before there's even a story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of places do that. A lot of people do that. There's a there's a movie. I I, I have had a friend who was doing illustrations on this movie, um, and they they basically had illustrators do a bunch of drawings and paintings and and then they they said okay we'll put those together and make a movie out of it and then they just had some writer string all those ideas together Hmm. um didn't make a very good movie
1: yeah yeah that's really an interesting way to work it's a tough way to work it's a ridiculous way to work yeah because you're like oh i got this thing and then the alphabet comes to life and it dances around and you're like okay you're like so, work that in. Also, imagine this: a tree house that can sing. Right. Oh, all right. All right. And that, like, you know, seriously, so like, Whoa. yeah, it's it's a, it's a mess, yeah. right? Um, you're not working towards something. Right. Right. So the thing about simplicity, when you
0: talk about that, it eliminates all that stuff that you don't. You you don't come up with the singing house, mm-hmm. unless that's what you need. Yeah, yeah. That's not the point you're trying to. Yeah. Right. So so, once you can. Figure out – I got a an email or text or something from – I think it was an email about – it was on Twitter. Somebody asking about their armature. They're having trouble figuring out their mm-hmm. armature, their point of their story. And um, because it's hard, sometimes people want to abandon it. Like, oh, it's too hard. They think if I just write, maybe it'll show up, right? And there are people who write that way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's the way to go, but there are people who do it. But, but you, you're going to end up having to do some heavy lifting at some point. So you might write a bunch of stuff and then you have to peel everything away that you don't need in order for yeah. it to work. Or you can start with, this is what I'm trying to say, and only create the things you need to get your point across. You right. haven't wasted any energy, if you yep. do it that
1: way. So the other way is just a waste of energy. And the waste of energy, too, uh, we were just talking about Patty Chayefsky where he was like, well, I didn't have to go to Mexico because I had all these magazines, and we we're in essence. What well, the bigger thing we were talking about with Patty chavsky was the folks that were in rate uh, in TV, mm-hmm. right? Because what was it? Combat one of these series you were saying they had like over twenty episodes a season or something. Most in
0: the in the old days, like in the sixties, um, you'd have twenty two episodes in a season of a show.
1: Yeah, so if you are on the writing staff, you don't have time to do it. It not only is it a cleaner way to work, like you are saying, but also like it. it if you got to put up a show, however many sh- 22 shows this season yeah. and you got to write them and you know they have to be good and all that, you don't really have time to work the other way. Right? Right? So so many great writers came out of that, mm-hmm. which makes a ton of sense. Right. Yeah. You know? You have to know what you're writing about. And so
0: having an armature is really about simplicity. Mm-hmm. Having a point is really about simplicity. Having It's interesting that the word point right we mean you know having something to say having a point but a point is also a dot or a target yeah, yeah. right the point so it tells you exactly where to aim having a point to aim at yeah right and you want to get to that target as cleanly as possible right right uh, you don't want any friction on that arrow right yep. so that's what simplicity is it's all the friction that's off the arrow so you can hit that target cleanly yep and accurately yeah that's what it is. That's all it is. So, hmm. simplicity is just precision. Yeah, that's all it is. Why'd you pick that word? Precision? Yeah. Well, because, because people often think that simple is simplistic. Mhm. Precision is a has more prestige as a word. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure.
1: No, that makes sense. Yeah. It helps clarify just using the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Um Another thing he said in that interview, and again, we'll have this in the show notes, is he said, people perceive complex as good. And he said, it's not good. Complex is not good. He said it right. twice, right? Um, he said, your job is to reduce to the simplest possible terms so that everyone can understand it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, honestly, like out of all the quotes, he ends his that little clip. That whole series is great. I think there's a couple of those videos that are longer mm-hmm. where he's been interviewed. Yeah. It's some of his best stuff. And... Um, Again, if you haven't seen Manhattan or any, you know, Godfather or whatever, yeah. you should. Yeah. But like, uh, but that idea, I thought that was really interesting how he ended with it so that everyone can understand it. Yeah. Right? That seems almost like when he says, again, you're talking about one of the smartest people to ever work in movies. hmm Right? Yeah. Um, And if he says that, well, so everyone can understand it, why do you think he said that? Right? You know what I mean? Like, cause, Yeah. Because that could have made him sound almost a little like, amateurish or stupid or right well that's
0: that's for whatever reason um a western idea right the idea that um simplicity is bad and the idea that you're communicating with an audience or communicating with somebody is bad it, Well, it was so easy to get it was so easy to understand right mm-hmm. you you know you know i've talked about it before but people if something is convoluted and complicated and hard to understand it will be he- like he- put on a pedestal yeah because people think it's i don't know why they think this the person who made this thing that is so complicated and hard to understand must be a genius and i'm not smart enough to get it or i am smart enough to get it so then it's about me mm-hmm. as the viewer like i got it because people said that to me oh You don't like that movie? I got it.
1: Like,
0: I'm not stupid. You know what I mean? It wasn't- No,
1: but that's what they're trying to get you to understand, is that you are stupid, is what they're saying.
0: if you were smarter- You you would have loved
1: this movie because of the 15-minute shots without cuts or whatever. Right, yeah.
0: Um, It's like, no, I I get it. But they they were very interested in getting you in your head. Got it, right? That's a head thing. Mm -hmm. I got it. Rubik's Cube, I solved it. Yeah, right? This is about making stories about intellect versus empathy.
1: That's right. Right? As and if empathy yeah. is worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were just talking to um, Callie about this, right? And and how she watched Terms of Endearment. And and I told her it was funny because when she said, I just watched Terms of Endearment, and I was like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And she was like, oh, good. Be- because she said something like, well, you know, I know it's a little campy or this or that. And I was like, I don't remember. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Campy, yeah, that's it's a great movie. It's, it's almost like people apologize for feeling things. They do. Which hear, is so crazy, because that's the point. Right. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, I even, I have to admit. I, I am kind of, I have to admit, I, I did cry. It's like, yeah, I mean. It's, yeah, yeah. It's terms of endearment. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are yeah. you talking about?
0: I've heard people say that a lot. I have to admit, this made me cry. I have to admit, I got a little choked up. I have to admit, like, admit. Yeah. Admit. Oh yeah. That's a really interesting thing. No, I told you. When we read of, your new I'm script. We started
1: of... We lo- We start crying. Right. Yeah. You saw. I took a little video of my, my wife Katie reading it, and we were just trying to make it through it. It was like, but that, there was nothing wrong with that. When we got to the end of it, it it felt be- you felt good. Like you yeah. know, what I mean? it's like you used to go to a movie, and you'd feel things, and you walk out, you feel better. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, we kind of. Well, it was
0: catharsis, right? That's what mm-hmm. the Greeks when the Greeks created drama.
1: Yeah. As we understand
0: it. They thought the catharsis, the crying, was part of the experience. They thought it was good for you. They thought it was healthful. They thought yeah. it made you better to empathize.
1: Yeah. I think that's still true. It is still true. But we we pretend like it's not true. We pretend like we're robots. Yeah. And here's the funny thing with the rise of AI and all these different things. The future is about being more human. Right, mm-hmm. it, it it has to be, because we've tried to be computers before. Like we were just talking about that article we were reading, and they said like it used to be that people were praised for things like, oh, I've memorized pi to whatever decimal. I've done that. And it's like, well, anybody can do that. It's like, hey, Google, how many decibels <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah, right. So now the, the only things that actually stand out is your humanity, right? Right. And the funny thing is that all just means we're going back to the way we used to tell stories. I think so. You know, tell stories in a way that actually move people. Um, I just thought it was really beautiful that he picked that, that he said, so that everyone can understand it. I, You know, and, and again, like, if you watch his films, he's, he's no slouch, no, right? Gordon, he picked that? that word, he used those words on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny, because I think if you didn't know who said it, right, you mm-hmm. might go like, everyone can understand it. What, are you playing the lowest common denominator? Or it's like, no, that's, that's not what he's saying, right? Right. Um, I just thought it was an interesting way for him to end that. Well, right? like, yeah. Well, when I when I
0: wrote um, Go- the Golden Theme, yeah, it was all about what we all have in common and how stories can tap into that. And and the sub the subtitle of that book um, was how to now I forget in my own book, but uh, uh, appeal to the highest common denominator mm. that. Well if there's the lowest one there's a the highest one yeah right and the highest one I think is about empathy huh right the highest common denominator is hey I'm human too and I hurt when that happens yeah or I'm happy when that yep. happens or I'm disappointed when this happens right um, and we're so, all the same right, right yeah right so uh, so there's a highest common denominator so the fact that a lot of people get something isn't necessarily awful right I don't yeah, how did that happened I don't know
1: it's yeah. like yeah you know well Toy Story but I mean yeah it's like no th- who doesn't <laughs> what's wrong with that like what do you, <laughs> yeah yeah. Right, like what happened what happened you know where we can't admit we like E.T. or whatever you know what I mean yeah. like what happened I don't like know. it's really strange to me it's strange to me too you know that movie's you know it I don't know whatever I- <laughs> But I know that's not the point of the show. But going back to simplicity, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just even brought in a couple of things where I was like, Frank Lloyd Wright's amazing, right? And the funny thing is, I have this big book and it's called Unpacking the Archive and it's cool and there's all these photos and uh, drawings and stuff in it. But like, I couldn't really understand it. I wanted to understand, I couldn't get like in his head. It was so dense. So I got this and it's just a kid's book. It says My First Shapes with Frank Lloyd Wright. And it's just like this is a circle, right? The next page he shows what you can do with a circle. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he does that. Okay, now here's what you can do with a half circle. Here's what you can do with a triangle, a square, and it's incredible. And the funny thing is, I have this in my office because it's like this is the fastest way to get to understand like what you, like this yeah. is amazing. This is a great starting point. Yeah, and, and like I think you said when you saw it in the office, you're like, why is this a kid's book? Right. It's not, it. this is what opened up the door for me to appreciate him so that eventually, you know, you can get into stuff, but it's like, this is what opened the door. There's something about clarity
0: that makes people think childish or childlike. And I don't know where that comes from, um, but it's true. And so, um, you know, if it's simple, easy to digest, easy to understand, um, well, that... It, it's not complex enough or, or something. I don't get it. It's not adult enough. Yeah. So people say, well, why are, you know, uh, movies for kids, why are the stories, why do they tend to be better? That's right. Yeah, sure. And people are like, why is that? It's like, because nobody's embarrassed about trying to communicate with children. Right. Right. Nobody's embarrassed about it, but if you try to communicate clearly, clearly to adults, then it's like, wow. Well,
1: right. Yeah. And the funny thing too is I go to a lot of kids movies. I have four kids, right? Yeah. And, even with that, I, I don't I don't think people really even understand how hard it is to communicate with kids clearly. Oh, it's really hard. Kids are no joke. Yeah. They're smart, right? Yeah. Um and uh you know, it's but but I hear what you're saying. Like usually those are the movies that bring everybody together. Yeah. Right. Um but even this is so see so like these are my two the two things that made it easier for me to get into his stuff. One of them is a little a book that they would say it was for little kids, and the other one is a coloring book. They just it's just examples of his stuff in a coloring book once i understood these mm-hmm. right it made it way easier for me to understand this right but if i'm showing people or trying to explain something i never get out unpacking the archive book <laughs> right right i go like oh here you want to understand here take a look at this and this will pretty much give you some ideas of like how he thought about things and it's great because anybody can get it and yeah. it's helpful right right and it'll help you whatever solve the problem you're dealing with um this gathers dust right 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 yeah um, when we talk about simple uh, Like again This book is actually Way harder to write I think that most people think
0: I think that's true
1: You know um, Who was it that said like If I had more time I would have written A shorter letter I
0: think it was Twain I what think. It? I think
1: Do you remember that story?
0: That was pretty much it You're Right like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Yeah He wrote a long letter and yeah. yeah I didn't have time To write a short one Right Whatever it was Whatever yeah. the quote is
1: But He was a pretty smart guy
0: Mark Twain was a smart guy He was all about simplicity he, he used to say – he said if you get if you get paid the same amount of money to write the word city uh, as you do metropolis, then write the word city. Right. Right? It's – why are you – you know, who are you trying to impress?
1: Right? Tell your story. There, see, now – okay. There you go. That's that's an interesting thing to think about. Who are you trying to impress? Yeah. Whereas, like – remember, Gordon's like – Gordon's like, so that everyone can understand. Mm-hmm. That's more of a service way of – that's more of like – Doing his job, which is people are going to pay to come see this film, and I want to make sure, right? Right. But if you're – he knew his end goal. Right. Right? Well, so that everybody can understand. If your end goal is impress, who who right. are you trying to impress? I think that's a really – just a good just kind of self No,
0: I think that's what – yeah, I think that – well, that's one of the reasons I think that people fall into these habits, right? I did this shot, and it was really cool for instance, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like, ah, is really cool. And if I do that, people might notice me doing it, right? Yeah. It calls attention to me. Right. Not the story. Because if you're a storyteller, then your job is to be in service of that story. Yeah. That's your job, right? And if you do it well, you get out of the way. Yeah. All its simplicity is, is getting out of the way. Get out of the way. What are you doing? Get out of the way. Right. You're telling me a story or not. Get out of the way. Yeah. So um, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's getting out of the way. Yeah. And telling the story. So, of course, Bruce Willis says, well, I only need these lights because.
1: Or Gordon. What did I say? Bruce. Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. Different guy. Different guy. Different dude. You never know. Maybe he's going to. Maybe Bruce But you're exactly right. He did that. Right. Yeah. He showed up and there was like a truckload of gear. Right. And he said, well, who's this for? Right. And he took like a 3 lighting kit or whatever and lit the scene and people are like, "What?" Yeah. And you're like, "Yeah, that's why he's a legend." Right.
0: I heard he did that with a he went to a as a restaurant set, I think. I think it was him. And he goes into a restaurant like they and the restaurant was a real restaurant they were using as the set.
1: And he looked at it and he goes, it's fine." <laughs>
0: like, like, yeah, like see, no yeah. ego though. Yeah. No, this is He didn't feel work. like he
1: had to put Yeah. Yeah, that but that makes sense, right? You're like, "Great, he saved time and money and he was yeah. it, like, I think there were a couple of lights he needed to put up for whatever reason. but yeah. essentially went. This is fine. Let's shoot this. Those older filmmakers too, though they thought about efficiency, man. Yeah, right. Um, John Huston, like some of those dudes, they were thinking about like they were friends with the the gaffers and everybody. Like, yeah. and they're like, "No, I want to keep people working, and I got to be more efficient." And mm-hmm. you know, they were thinking about it differently. Yeah. Right. Um, There's a great
0: shot in. Um, How green was my valley? Um, uh, John Ford yeah movie. I think Greg Tolan shot how great uh, it's got to be because it's beautiful and um there's a really great shot of um uh there's a wedding, and the these people are in a carriage in this wedding it's in uh Ireland, I think it's in Ireland or Wales. I know that people who are from those places will be <laughs> upset that I don't know which one, but, when, <laughs> yeah. but anyway um but anyway, there's these people um uh, in this carriage, and uh, they've just gotten married, and so you see the 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 bride, and she's all in white. and You see the groom, and you see the, the people in the foreground, sort of wishing them well. And there's a guy, uh, the the um, the uh, there's a guy in love with her, and we know he's in love with her. He's the he's the the preacher in the town, and he's in love with her. I think he's the preacher. He's in love with her. And uh, so what they do is, it's a long shot. Well, it's a. They're sort of the camera's sort of close to them, but he's way in the background. He comes out of the church. You just see a silhouette. Yeah. Comes out of the church and he stands. Yeah. He just stands there. Uh huh. And your all your focus is on him and the. And in fact, yeah. The DP said, uh, because you know back then you, uh, the editors that was a different department. So the editors would take your movie, and yeah. cut it uh-huh. right. So the smart directors only shot the stuff yep. they needed. Yeah. So uh the uh the camera guy I think it was, I think i'm pretty sure it was Greg Tolan said oh do you want a close-up of that guy and John Ford said no no they'll just they'll only use it yeah right <laughs> like I didn't need it right no the yeah, totally. it was so great no, it's crazy you, it's amazing to see you've seen it yeah it's amazing yeah, It's crazy yeah it's amazing
1: there's and stuff it, like that in stagecoach there's yeah. right yeah where you just like this like, yeah like you've talked about before stagecoach maybe we've talked about it in person but you were talking about how he was able to set up that she was a prostitute without saying it. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. And how simple it was. It's just that, like, tracking shot. Like, he's, yeah. yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's the thing about simplicity is that it It hits harder, yeah. right? So cutting to a close-up of that guy doesn't hit as hard. Yeah. There was something about not seeing his face. There was something about this silhouette that allowed you to put... All the emotion you needed to into that yep. guy, right? He must be really devastated. He must be really sad. He must be whatever.
1: If you show me, not as good. Well, the end of the Searchers, right? When the door opens and he's walking out, and he said somebody said something like he he holds he like holds his arm or yeah. something. Yeah, he does. Like he was hurt or you know yeah. what I mean. Like there's nothing to that shot, right? But it's got to be one of the most famous shots. Yeah, ever?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty famous shot. But uh, I mean, there's nothing to it. Yeah. Well, all the all the good people would do that. There's all these. they're It's deceptive, right? Because it, when you get it, it's so easy to get. Yeah. As an audience, like, it's so it's so easy to get. It seems obvious. Obviously, that's what you would do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you wouldn't cut to the guy. Yeah. No. Nine directors out of ten. Yeah cut to the guy Yep. right john ford is john ford because he doesn't <laughs> yeah totally right? Uh-huh. uh right it's faster right that's true right yeah just uh, practically it's yeah. just more efficient in every way
1: yeah you know but it's hard to think it up it's also hard to have the discipline yeah to go no and i to- know exactly what i'm trying to say yeah this is where the camera goes right yeah uh what about this that no man uh, no, i know i Yeah. I want this lens here, right? Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. And it's beautiful. When it works, it's beautiful. Nothing. I think people don't quite understand the elegance. Yeah. That happens with simplicity.
1: We were talking about the opening of Oklahoma the other day. Yeah. And how simple it was. It's like, yeah. I don't know what, why do you need any more shots than that? Yeah. It's really simple. If you haven't seen it, we can probably link to it, but like, when you see how simple that opener is, it doesn't need anything else. Right.
0: Yeah, there's just something, there's a beauty in it, that, Yeah. in that elegance that people, for some reason, don't appreciate as much as I think they used to.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Another good example of simplicity, hmm. Paper Moon. Oh, sure. There's so many good things at Paper Moon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just those those cutaways, right? Mm-hmm. Where addie will have be looking in a box. Yeah. Right? And all it is is like, the little roller thing and how to put the name that's it that's all you don't need no it's amazing yeah there's so many beautiful things um you talked about the badge how a badge can change or just oh one. yeah yeah there's Will you a, unpack that a little bit
0: well there's a couple there's well there, this bad well in in paper moon there's a, a badge that um adds tension to a scene it's just a badge so this guy's pulling a scam and uh where he sells these bibles it's in paper moon where he sells bibles Um uh, Anyway, you, it's a scam. It. It's yeah, a scam. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but he's trying to sell this Bible to this widow, and come, a guy comes to the door, and that guy has a badge. Yeah. And um, that adds tension to the scene.
1: Yep. It's simple. It's the simplest no, thing. Yeah. But all He never says anything. No. Nobody never, ever goes, well, I'm the sheriff around here. No, nothing like that. And,
0: you, you, yeah, all that happens is the actor sees, oh, his badge. There's one look down, right. and that's it. Yeah, and then there's tension in the scene. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of John Ford, John Ford did that uh, in a movie called Three Godfathers hmm. before
1: really? it was in Paper Moon. Same, well, very similar. Bogdanovich thing. pays attention. Yeah, you know? he does. but it. Who cares? Like, right. It doesn't it's matter. The right thing. It yeah. was perfect. Yeah. yeah. But even like, there's so much stuff in Paper Moon that's just that simple, where you just they go to the door. Mm-hmm. There's another scene where they go to the door, and Addie, Prey, yeah, um, the little girl in it. Uh, she was the youngest one in Oscar, right? She's the youngest actress to win an Oscar. Yeah. still, yeah. And um, and uh, she was more sensitive than her, her the guy she was with in the movie, her yeah. dad, whatever. Yeah, guy that she's with in the movie, to like not taking money or taking advantage of people that were poor. Right. right? Um, and there's just a really simple shot. A door opens, and you can tell this woman has money. Right. Right. It, it but just visually how they do it is so stinking simple. Yeah,
0: people it, you should watch Paper Moon. You yeah. should watch Paper Moon.
1: Yeah. Uh but
0: the visuals are amazing and they are simple. Mm-hmm. But they're hard to do. Yeah. Um you know, it reminds me I've probably told this story before about the the Wizard of Oz um over the rainbow song. But I don't think you have not on the show. You should tell it. That's great. Well, there's a couple of great over the rainbow songs, I mean uh, stories. But um one is that so, the two writers, um, uh, oh, who, are the, who are the writers? Um, Harold Arlen and, um, Yip, Yip Harburg. Those two writers. I love that you know that. Off your head. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, those two guys. So, they, they were, uh, writing all of the music for The Wizard of Oz and they didn't have Dorothy songs. So, they didn't have the Over the Rainbow song. They didn't have that song yet. Um, and so, um, Harold Arlen Plays for Yip He plays This song And it's like This sweeping thing He plays for me. And he goes What about this I don't, th- I don't think That's gonna work So they have this discussion About it This argument And they're like Well let's call Irving Berlin Because they knew him Right Sure, Right songwriter yeah. mm-hmm. If you don't know Who he is yeah, you should look him up So they call Irving Berlin And Irving Berlin Says well come on over So they go to Irving Berlin's house And uh, Harold Arlen Starts to play the thing and uh, I guess Irving Berlin said, he stopped him and he goes, "Play it, play it with one finger." He said, "If you can play it with one finger, it works." It was over the rainbow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. He was like, "Strip away all that artifice." Yeah. If it works at its simplest. Yeah. Then I
1: know it works. And what a song too.
0: Well, yeah. Nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know
1: what I mean? Like. Yeah. You know how many people know and love that song that have never seen the movie?
0: It's kind of amazing. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing.
0: It's actually, I don't know if it's still true, but there, at least for a while, it was the
1: most seen movie in the world. Well, um, what I read, mm-hmm. um, I love Gene Wilder, right? Yeah. When he was passing away, he asked his, his wife sang that song to him. Really? Yeah. When wow. he was dying. Wow. That was so special to him. And it's like, and he was such a gentle soul. Like he would yeah. just, yeah. But mm-hmm. that song works to the point where one of the greats when he's when it's his time was up that's what he wanted to hear on a way out Wow it's beautiful
0: yeah wow
1: wow well, yeah 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 now yeah, there you go that's mm-hmm. how powerful that's but that's powerful. simplicity
0: that's the power of simplicity
1: mm-hmm. and also that simplicity by the way mm-hmm. moves people-hmm right because even if you go to like yes it's simple right but yeah. it wasn't simplistic right and you know that. Because one of the greatest, I think, comedic minds, you know. Yeah. Uh, Willy Wonka, if you don't know who he is. Yeah. Right? It meant something so deeply to him. Right? Yeah. So simple but simplistic that that's what he wanted. Yeah. Right? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it it's like, again, I just think that's such a great example of what we're talking about. And how many of you ever heard that song and thought, I wish that song was more complicated? <laughs> right. Or, you know, it would really make this song more co- <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's uh, that, that thing that I saw that somebody put together, the Jaws thing, right? Because John Williams yeah. is a master of that kind of simplicity. Yep. So, so he's really good at it. And I've heard people dismiss John Williams because I think – Really? Oh, yeah. People do it all the time. People act like he's a hack. Wow. There are people who – because I think they don't like – the placement of some of his, of, his, of his music. So they don't like where it is. Like, oh, he's trying to make me cry, and I'm, you know, again, we don't like to cry, right? We uh-huh. like to think, right? Yeah. So he's trying to make me feel things. I feel manipulated, blah, 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 blah. So that's a whole thing. That's another oh, okay. discussion. Well, all right. That's another discussion. They don't count the, all
1: the times they did feel things when
0: they're watching Indiana Jones or, right, right or E.T. Yeah, or whatever,
1: sure. right? Okay, well, if not him, then who? I just don't understand. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I don't get it, but yeah. okay.
0: So- um, but I think that's what they're – they're not responding to his music as the problem. I think they're responding to the placement of his music in certain places where maybe you could argue you could drop it here. You don't need – whatever. I don't know. But forget about that. There's somebody – I don't know who did it. Uh, I i saw it on Twitter where they took uh, – there's a picture of a piano. I'll link to it. I have the picture. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this picture. there's a picture of a piano. Yeah. And there are two keys on the piano. Two white keys, and uh, I don't play the piano, so I don't know what keys they are. Yeah. But um, it 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 says uh, it just says Jaws across those two keys. Yeah. In like Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. In a Sharpie, Jaws. It's a great, simplistic. Not simplistic, but simple. Yeah. Visual. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's simple. Re- it, it says everything, and it's like these two keys. That's Jaws. Dun dun, dun dun, dun 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 dun. How si- you can't get simpler than that. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I was somewhere where there were these kids in a pool, who I'm sure have never seen Jaws, but they know they know that means shark. So they were playing that. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But I'm sure they haven't seen Jaws. Yeah, sure. But they know that. They know that means shark. Why does that work? Why do they know that? How do they know that? Where did that come from? Why did that stick? Yeah. Right. Um, he's so good at that kind of simplicity. I mean, that's about as simple as you can get. But I mean. Any of his things, talk about being able to play something with one finger, right? Yeah. Go back right. to every Berlin thing. You can't, like, you know where all of his things are from. If I if I go da 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 it's like oh, I know what that is. Yeah. Right, and that's a very simple. Yeah. Melody. Da 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 Everybody yeah. knows what it is.
1: Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows what it but is. But that that's what Gordon said, Yeah. so that everyone can understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but for some reason, it's like, oh, John Williams. It's like, really? You do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, try doing You'd that. Do it. It's impossible. You do it. Yeah, it's, impo- yeah. No, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Well, you're talking about Beethoven. You played Beethoven the other day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you said same thing, right? Yeah. Well, Beethoven,
0: uh, you know, it's, it's – because music is the same thing as storytelling in that um, – and all kinds of design, right? Which is you state the theme, mm-hmm. and it's a variation on the theme, Yeah. right? Da 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 dum da 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 dum da 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 dum da 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 dum da 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 dum da 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 dum da da dum da da dum da da dum yeah da 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 dum nothing no it would always be beautiful yeah too. yeah yeah it's amazing state the theme variation on the theme that's storytelling that's design I I got to you know I I got to hang out with these uh, architects. Yeah. Um, I had given a talk to them and they were like we're going to go look at this famous church we were in Arkansas I wish I remembered the name of the church but it's known for it's architecture and so we went and, um, and I, I was standing next to this architect and I said what are you seeing that I'm not seeing right because I figured well he's an architect so he's looking at something different and he pointed at something and he said you see the shape of this door yeah he goes see how it's repeated here and here and here and here and here it's the same thing
1: yeah, That's it's the always theme, the same variation thing. on the theme. We taught some of the quotes. We said Steve Jobs. We said Einstein. Uh, w- there's we've talked about painters. We have talked about Jim Henson. We've talked about right. We talked about a DP, well, a cinematographer. Right. We've talked about director. They all say architects. Yeah. People that really know their stuff are like say they all the, always say the same things. If you look for it, Dieter Rams, one of his like ten principles for design is like. Um, uh, as little design good design is like as little as possible um it's no it's, it's he said the same thing it's pretty like like good design is as simple as possible but no simpler pretty much same thing right and you go like oh well that's what einstein said and then jim right jim henson was saying the same thing and they're yeah. probably on to something
0: right alex toth you know alex toth uh uh-uh. he's an illustrator. Um uh, he's sort of an illustrators' illustrator. Like illustrators are like, oh, Alex Toth, right? Yeah. Um. Maybe not as much as they used to, but people rediscover him and go, who is this person? Yeah. But Alex Toth did these really great Zorro comics and a bunch of stuff, and it's just his, the simplicity of his work is amazing. Yeah. And and he has a list somewhere of his rules, and and one of the things is that um, figure out what you need to draw, and draw that. And only that. He's talking about simplicity. Yeah. He's talking about clarity. Yep. And he's talking about precision. Yeah. Right? Figure out what it is you need to draw, draw that and only that.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It, Who is it that worked on Bambi you were talking about? Oh, uh, Tyrus Wong.
0: I don't remember what he said, though. So, yeah. <laughs> Basically, he he,
1: there's a quote, and I'm sure we can we can link to, link to it. It, we'll or it Yeah, we'll find the quote. We're really good at butchering quotes, and then we'll link to all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, if you're in his family or something, and you're like, "Hey, my grandpa <laughs> yeah, didn't say that." Yeah.
0: He said basically he said something about the 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 fewer strokes you can have in a painting, the better the painting will be. Yeah, something I'm paraphrasing. And if you haven't seen his stuff, Tyrus Wong was amazing. In fact, so Bambi. You know is based on his artwork right so so he was sort of the Bambi the look of Bambi, especially the backgrounds and everything is sort of based on his his particular style, yeah, and there's a real simplicity like he leaves a lot out um and it gives Bambi a very- a particular yeah. feel uh, because he leaves so much out uh, what happens when you leave stuff out is you invite the audience to fill it in, mm-hmm. right so the forest may be. Not very detailed at all, maybe a wash of color and a few yeah.
1: lines, but you fill it in. you see a whole forest. but you don't miss any of that when you pull up his artwork, and yeah. again we'll we'll link this up. it's bonkers, but once you you told me that something like that quote, and I remember seeing his stuff after that and going like, "Oh yeah, there's not a lot. He didn't do a lot. I never noticed how little was going on, yeah, right yeah. It's truly masterful stuff, yeah you
0: know yeah you know Jerry Seinfeld talks about precision because he talks about he has a quote somewhere again we're butchering it <laughs> but it's a quote basically that says when he's you know he's writing a joke he knows precision is the thing and that simplicity is the thing and he'll he'll spend hours trying to get seven syllables down to five mm-hmm. because that makes a difference yeah this is, it's the difference between a laugh and not a laugh or a small laugh and a bigger laugh. Yep. And he knows that. going from 7 to 5. Yeah. He knows that. So it's like, no, I got I can get rid of some of these words. It's quicker, it's cleaner, it's clearer. It's amazing. That but everybody's everybody at the top says the same thing. Yep. People temporarily at the top might be complicated as better, but they're yeah. it's a fashion with them. It's fashionable, but then people
1: get tired of their trick and then they're done. That's right. And then it's over. Yeah, that happens all the time. The um What's funny too is I was thinking about like why we all love quotes and and all that stuff. It's like well quotes are the armature, right? That's why everybody collects quotes is because it's a shortcut. It's like, yeah, you know it's right. The reason why we always bring up quotes is like well somebody figured out how to condense it. <laughs> you can call that's the armature, right? Um, it's funny. I found this quote, uh, from George Lucas. It says, "Learning to make films is very easy. Learning what to make films about, is a uh, learning what to make films about is very hard." Right. Yeah. He's right. Like yeah. The, the, it's easy to get your hands on a camera, I mean, relatively. You know what I mean. Yeah, relatively right? easy. Come on, you know the hard part is always trying to do. So why is simplicity so hard? That's why. Hmm. You have to actually figure out what you're saying, and right. that is did it sounds easy? Yeah. Getting that armature right, right, and then figuring out how to go from here to here, right? You were talking about you were on, a, you were doing a show, mm-hmm. and you were and and you were looking for the anchors of the show. You were looking for the armature, right. or whatever. And you're like, well, I found this, and then I found this other piece, and it's like, and I was like, I said something like, well, yeah, I can see how you built it off of that. But honestly, between here and here, yeah, is really difficult. Sure. Right? So even if you have the armature, right, it's like, oh, I think it's this, which is hard to do, is really find your armature that you can invest in 100% right. and, like, you know, that bleed you on paper. Yeah. yeah, right? Something you believe in. Because That's Because sometimes right.
0: people look for armatures, like, what's cool to say? Or yeah. Uh-huh. Like, no, you have to believe in it. That's part of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. In order to really move people, it has to be true. Yeah. Right? And we'll know whether or not you believe it to be true when we see it because it'll either resonate or it won't. Right. But, boy, the piece between here and here, it's going to take all of your thinking to do this as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. Right? You don't have any extra bandwidth to think of the cool fireworks and stuff. It's actually all it does is distract you. It takes longer. Yeah. Right? Uh, And it doesn't ever serve you. And that's why it was interesting to hear about how some folks, you know, they start with their drawings, Mm -hmm. and they go, see all these drawings on this wall? Let's make a movie out of it. And you're like, oh, my God, that's exhausting. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I told you, I was called into a project like that. Yeah. I was called into a project, animated project, and it was like, to help the director with something. And it was like, I have all these paintings. Beautiful paintings, by the way. I have all these paintings. Let's make them into a story. It's like, I don't even understand how to do I don't right. understand how to do
1: that. What like, do you want to say? Take a great chef and walking into a kitchen full of stuff and be like, see all this stuff? All these spices, all this food in here? Yeah. I need to make something out of it. And you're like, All of it? You need to include all of it? Yeah. It's going to be... No, it's going to be awful. I don't know how to cook like that. Yeah. Everything has to be in this pot, Yeah. right? Yeah. We already know that that doesn't work for anything else. It doesn't... No, but for some reason with
0: artistic endeavors, I think people think it's a Mm free-for-all. You can just throw anything you want in the pot. But you can't. You know, when you're creating something, what you leave out... Is as important as what you put in, right? Maybe more important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wh- what did you leave out? Well, I didn't need pepper, so I didn't put pepper in there. Right. It would have thrown it all off. Yeah. Right. Um, I know it's true when I take pictures. If I sometimes when I'm taking a photograph of something, you know, if I move it, if I if I frame it just this much differently, I've added something that changes the meaning yeah, of that photo. Changes the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Scorsese right. talks about that.
0: Yeah, because the. The the art really is the frame. Mm-hmm. The frame is the art. Being able to pick the right frame. Right. Yeah. So the the border, that's your art, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is the border I chose. That's what you're saying. I took because you're saying, look at this and only this. Mm-hmm. Point. Right. You're, you're point. pointing. Look at this and only this. It's precision. Yeah. Right. So it's really the frame is the most important part. Yeah. What you've left out and what you've included. Mm-hmm. and that's the definition of the frame right what you've left out yep. what you've included, like what's inside and outside that's what makes a frame yeah right, right so um the frame becomes so so for me when I'm taking a photograph it's all about yeah what if i leave out a part of the face here if i leave out a part of the arm here if yeah. I leave out no it changes everything changes everything um and then that becomes about precision
1: right but then at that point you got to de- you got to decide well it, here's the other thing how hard is it for you to decide what goes in the frame if you're not trying to say something with the photo? Right. Well, then it's just, I don't know, style or vibe or whatever. Right. It's arbitrary. But if you're specifically shooting this because you're trying to document this thing or show this, right, then all of a sudden you pick your angles different. You do everything different. Well,
0: I noticed that, at least when I take a picture, there's something about what I'm looking at that got my attention. Right. So, if I know that, then I do everything in my power to make that the thing that stands out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So if, for instance, I'm taking a, a m- macro shot of a flower, yeah, but it isn't the color that I'm responding to. Maybe it's the light that I'm responding to, or maybe you know it's backlit in a certain right. way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, so I'm moving over here. The sun's here. Yep. I want to make sure that the backlight is the thing I'm getting. Yeah. And often I'll drop the color out later. Right. That's, that's not what I want people to pay attention right, to. Right, yeah. Right? Because the, the with a flower, color can steal focus. Mm. Right? So I like to do black and white shots of flowers often because I'm
1: like, that's I'm not talking about color right now. Can you talk about cutting off hands? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so Because as soon as you said drop out of color, I was like, oh, like cutting off hands. So right. Can you, can you tell that story?
0: Yeah, there's a story in the book, um, The Art of Dramatic Writing. And in that book, he talks about um, – uh, getting rid of the things you don't need, essentially, and how no um, no piece is greater than the whole. And the and he illustrates that with a story with the uh, sculptor Rodin. And so Rodin had made some sculpture, and it's a famous sculpture, which I don't remember the name of, um, but it's a real sculpture. And he made this sculpture, and it's this woman in a robe, and, and uh, he's very happy with this, and he, he wakes up an apprentice, and he says... Look at this, and the apprentice is like, oh, my God, this is amazing, and goes off about it and talks about how much he likes the hands. The hands are like, they're alive, and he goes on about the hands, and Rodan's frustrated, and he wakes up another guy, and what do you think? And the guy like, oh, this sculpture is beautiful, and he goes off about the hands, and he keeps showing it to people, and they keep talking about how the hands are, like, lifelike and whatever, and so he got so frustrated, he cut the hands off of the sculpture. They're still off of this sculpture. There's no hands on this sculpture. It looks like the robe is sort of covering them the way. It, but he took them off because they were stealing focus from the rest of the piece. And there, no part is worth losing the whole piece, right? So like the piece wasn't working, right? It, yeah. the, the hands were stealing focus. So if there's a piece that's stealing focus and that's where your attention's going and that's not where you want the attention to go, yeah. right? But most people
1: go, Oh, they like the hands. And that's right. No, that's what I would do. That's why when I we first told me the was like, I don't have that discipline. You know yeah. I, mean? I know enough about somebody else to be like, hey, they like the hands. That's cool. Right. right? Right. The fact that that's why he is who he was, is he was like, nope, hands are coming off.
0: Right. Right. Because the, he was more interested in the whole. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. there's a there's a, there's a a movie. I won't say what movie. <laughs> uh-huh. But there's some designs in this movie. It's an animated movie. And I think the designs are inappropriate. Every illustrator I know or designer I know, most of them anyway, most of them. I would say that there's one person who's very good who agrees with me. But, um, I mean, everybody would agree this person was good. So it's not like, uh-huh. this guy's good. And he agrees with me. Um, but I feel like the designs are completely inappropriate. But most of the people I know who like the designs just like the designs. Right? So they're like, yeah, but it looks cool. I'm like, I I don't even know how to assess whether it looks cool or not right. because it's completely inappropriate. Yeah. Like, it's not what the designs need to be. If to tell... inappropriate,
1: you're not talking about... No, I'm not talking about... Yeah. Inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about inappropriate in that
0: it's the wrong creative decision. So it's like, the way I explain it is, uh, well, you know the story of um, uh, Androcles and the Lion, right? Yeah. Where he pulls the thorn from a lion's yeah. paw right now that story if you're designing that story the
1: lion and the and, yeah, yeah
0: yeah if you're designing that story you got to design a lion what should that lion look like
1: yeah it's got to be gnarly it's got to be vicious looking right otherwise it doesn't matter right Right.
0: so the, the the so the yeah so androcles is brave for pulling the thorn from the lion's paw yeah right because right but if you design the world's cutest kitten right
1: and you're like, I'd, I'd pull the thorn. I'd, right. I'd play with the cat. I'd, yeah.
0: That's what I mean by inappropriate. Right. right. Now you're not even telling the story. You're just, oh, but the kitten is so cute. That's, That's essentially right. the argument I'm having. Oh, the yeah. kitten is cute. I don't... And you're like, ki- the kitten can't be cute. Right. I don't care. It's inappropriate. I don't care right. if it's cute. Like, it doesn't... That doesn't redeem it.
1: It can't be cute because it has to look fierce in order for the story to work. Right. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But I. it's weird because nine designers out of 10 disagree with me which is why there are some people who can do this and some people who can't and some people rise to the top of their field yeah like gordon willis yeah right like john ford yeah like because those people and like rodan ram yeah yeah. right because like uh tyrus wong yeah because like jerry seinfeld because Uh, they can take those things away yeah right? right they know like i told you i had a student once and she said to me Um, she said, Brian, how many things, how, how much stuff can I add? And I'm like, that's a really interesting question because that's the kind of question that novices ask. I hear that all the time. What, what pros ask is, what can I take away? What can I take away? Yeah.
1: Because they want to eliminate everything they don't need. How do I go from seven to five syllables or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gordon was known for that. He just started turning lights off. Right. Yeah, that's why. What, what do they call them, The Prince of Darkness or something. Prince of like Darkness. That. Yeah. 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 Sure, but it worked. I mean, yeah.
0: So, you know, we see it work over and over again.
1: Yeah. The funny thing about simplicity, though, is I don't. I think it's harder to. You don't see it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the first time. I don't know. You. You held like an iPod. I remember that. Mm-hmm. My friend got one through his folks or something. He tells me. I was just holding. It. I was like this is the sickest thing I've ever, right. You know what I mean? You're right. Like yeah. Click, 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 click. It's like it, once you held it, you're like, my Walkman doesn't, this is garbage. Like, <laughs> right, right. you could feel it. Right. That's what I mean. So it wasn't necessarily that you could go like, oh, this is really simple. Right. Right. It was just that it felt right. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny that even that, when you, when you, when you can get it, or even like in Jerry's joke, right? Yeah. You won't, You probably won't go like, I can tell he cut two syllables off of that. You'd just feel it. It'd be funnier. Right. So ultimately, you know you did your job when the audience responds in a certain way. Right. Right? They walk by and they're going through the museum and they're like, yeah, cool. And then they see that statue and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Look at that woman, that statue, right? And they don't know the hands were even cut off. Right. What was the two folks that did every frame of painting? Mm Mm-hmm. Remember those guys? I don't remember their names, but- They were fantastic. They did a really amazing amazing job. The one they did on Chuck Jones, mm-hmm. um, A, it's great, again. Chuck great. Jones
0: talked about simplicity, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. that totally made it. yeah. yeah. But uh, he talks about, over time, he did less and less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the guy who wrote the essay on it, but he just kills it. And that's one of his points in the film, is he's going, you can see over time he's actually doing less and less facial expressions. He's actually doing less and less moves, right? right? And those pieces, I don't know. A hundred, however long people will be watching them and they'll work. Yeah. Right. Um, It's the, like the, 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 the dog and the cat one. Um, Feed the kitty. Feed the kitty. Mm -hmm. That will always be good. Yeah. There's just enough things. Yeah. Right. But there's, it's big when it needs to be, it's small when it needs to be. Right. Um, But I thought it was interesting that he kind of tracked when he was talking kind of the history of Chuck Jones again uh, you know you'll look it up you just look up every frame of painting Chuck Challenge, you'll see it um, he talks about it actually starts backing off yeah and things got even more timely timeless right
0: yeah he also um, in terms of his design got simpler too mm-hmm. like he and he would paint himself into a corner in a, like he did a thing called dot in the line have you ever seen dot in the line I don't think so It's a, it won an academy award in 64 or something um, something like that 64 65 something like that around in there and And it's a story about a dot and a line, like that's what it's about, <laughs> like some other things are in there, but it's amazing what he could do with that. I think he was looking for restraints he was looking for um he was looking to make his job harder mm. so that he could be clearer if that makes any sense, yeah. Right. It's kind of easy to be complicated. Right. It's not hard. Um, but to, to know exactly what to do, what to draw, yeah. what not to draw. Right. Right. Like Alex Toth said. Right. What do I need to do? Like to know that stuff, that takes experience to know what to eliminate. And I've seen this a lot with creative people. They get better at better. They all get better and better at eliminating things. They don't tend to get more complicated. They tend to start taking things away. Yeah. You know, um, I've seen it over and over again. Like, oh, if you look at, um, Mike Mignola's a really good example. Yeah. If you look at Mike Mignola's art, if you, if you go to his early art- Hold way on, say b- who that is. Mike Mignola is the creator of Hellboy. Yeah. If you look at Mike's early work, um, it's way more complicated. And he gets simpler and simpler and simpler and simpler. Um, mm-hmm. as, as as time goes on. Oh, dude, and it's, it and still am- looks sick. It's amazing.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, I have a whole bunch in of my office, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: but if you look at his early work, I'll bring some in. Uh, before he was, capital letters, Mike Mignola, he could draw, he's fine. Yeah. But as he gets simpler and simpler, he gets better and better and better. Well, it's crazy.
1: If you look at the originals, too, it just looks like Sharpie. Yeah. Like, when you see the covers, it's sick. But the funny thing is, you know, if you look at the original ones... You're like, oh, d- there's not a lot to it, right? But it's you don't need anything, more. right? Yeah, but yeah. And also, I, you were saying too. I think it was in a blog post. Or maybe we were just talking about it. How like when he started doing that stuff, how different that was mm-hmm. compared to what was going on in the industry. Oh yeah, yeah, it was very different. Which is another even cool thing, right? Yeah, like if everybody is complicated right he's like well, well sure, sure, you know <laughs> right yeah but it's killer it's there's nothing wrong with it, you know what I mean? yeah
0: no it's yeah it's great and as a matter of fact i when he came out with hellboy it was all part of a an imprint called legend mm-hmm. and so john byrne who's was doing good work and frank miller was in there and I, I think walt simonson was in it doesn't matter but but um art adams was part of that but mike mignola was sort of brought in, and I think wasn't expected to be the guy who took off, he was the guy with the least name recognition I think at the time, if I remember right. And kind of, he he took off in a different way than the other guys did. Um, Hellboy
1: really. But it's so different, I remember seeing Hellboy for the first time, and just being like, what is that? Yeah. Because it was so different,
0: right? Mike showed me Hellboy before it ever came out. I saw pages
1: of it before it ever came out, yeah. What did you think the first time? I mean, you had writing, but like it was you know. amazing.
0: <laughs> it was like it was amazing. It was so different. Right? Yeah, it was really great. If yeah, people see it, it
1: now, they probably won't notice as much. But like it used to be. I remember when I was a kid. When I was remember like the the cards. It was like the it was like the X Men cards and the Marvel cards. Oh, yeah, like sure. you're right, and the art was just over the top, super detailed. Right, mm-hmm. and then it was like, what is that? Hellboy, and you know, you see the right. covers, you're like. Wow, it stood out in a really good way, right? Right, but but the funny thing is, I, now that I know more how things work, mm-hmm. I'm really shocked that he could do that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know instead, instead of going like, no, I mean, I like the whole concept behind the Hellboy thing or whatever, but you got to make it look like everybody else's stuff, right? Because um, it seems like that's what happens.
0: It it is what happens. Um, sometimes you get a, an editor who takes a risk or an editor mm-hmm. who, you know. Um, and sometimes they'll listen to other other artists. If all the artists are going, no, this person, this person, this person, Yeah. Uh, sometimes people will pay attention to that. Usually, in, in my experience, it's usually been other artists, not editors. Other artists who first discover an artist and go, this is the person. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience anyway. Hmm. Um, that other
1: artists see They see it. And go, that's special. Yeah. But, I mean, again, simple. It was simple. Yeah. And again, but not simplistic. And also, it set the right tone for the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember somebody arguing with me once about Mike Mignola
0: early on about how um, they didn't like his stuff. And they said, well, he can't draw. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, so much of his stuff is in blackness that it, he's covering up the fact that he can't draw. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. That in order to make clear what he's leaving out he has to be able to draw very well what he's leaving in yeah right so if you draw half of a skull it better look enough like a skull right. and communicate <sharp inhale> skull that's right. for me yeah. to know what's in the shadows yep right so uh th- their argument didn't hold water they just didn't like mike Mignola, and they thought well i
1: can say this like that's completely
0: you can see that he can draw the stuff that's drawn good right yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah
1: yeah no he was um yeah I love I love his work Uh, like again visually so simple but also right for the story right yeah let's talk about another guy okay okay who's kind of on the opposite side but is also about I mean I don't know how you get any better than Norman Rockwell right right Uh, the funny thing about this particular book is it's called yeah it's called telling stories Norman Rockwell from the collection of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg right Um. And again, if you don't know Norman Rockwell, you probably should. But I just think one of the coolest things about it is this is their collection, right? The, the paintings that they own, right? Yeah, right. But there's a reason why, when you think about those two names, they have pretty good taste. Why do you think they're so drawn to Norman Rockwell? If you had to guess, let <laughs> I me mean, just you the one I just opened up. You're just
0: Norman Rockwell is an amazing visual storyteller. And anybody who wants to tell stories with pictures should be an expert in Norman Rockwell. They should know everything he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, he is worth studying. He is worth copying. He is worth uh, spending a lot of time looking at. Um, I, I've looked at his stuff. I keep his stuff around um, to keep my brain sharp in terms of visual storytelling because he's so good at making sure he has the right details yeah. in there. He needs this and this and only this. Yep. And this and this and only that. There's nothing extra in his work. Um it's it's just so precise. And I think that what George Lucas and Spielberg see is his ability to tell a complicated story, but very simply. Yeah. Um, in in one often, not always, but mostly in one panel, in one shot, in one painting. Sometimes yeah. there's
1: a Couple, or... it, but see, that's the thing. The funny thing is, like, you know, if we're pitching work, people don't understand how much easier it is to pitch a commercial than like a print campaign. M- sure, you know, there they, when you can crystallize it into a single image, it's one thing to get 24 frames a second, sure, it's another thing to be like, okay, that painting is it uh, New Neighbors? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, right? I think
0: that's what it's called. I know again,
1: we can link to that, and um, with the moving truck. And the way that he mirrors all the characters, like you said, talk about precision.
0: Yeah.
1: Holy cow. Like, yeah. there's nothing wasted in that painting.
0: No. No, there's not. And that's the way he is. There's the one that, um, the jury room. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. The jury no, room. yeah.
1: I think that's actually in here. That's right. Yeah.
0: And there's there's just, it's amazing. There's a, there's a you just have to see it, but there's just this. Yeah, you have to see it. You have to see it. But it's amazing what's in that painting. It's amazing how you know what's going on in that painting. Yeah. Um, people think it's easy because, you know, I remember talking to a bunch of people who were like, why, why do you think Norman Rockwell is good? Why? Yeah, there it is, it's amazing. I think it's called Jury Room, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You can look it up or we no, can it's, look it's it It's unbelievable. Yeah. But um, people sometimes don't like, this is what Spielberg gets in trouble for too sometimes, I think people don't like what he paints. So, like, you know, he does a lot of, like, he was doing covers for the Saturday Evening Post. Yeah. And so he had a particular job, right, And which was to do these sort of feel-good covers. So it'll be Thanksgiving, or it'll be Christmas or something. And I've talked to people who, like, yeah, it's so, it's too sweet, too syrupy, too. But they're talking about taste now, right? Like, I'm only concerned with, how much he communicates right look at what that person communicated look at what he was able to get you to understand um that's difficult to do but i noticed that more people. uh hitchcock talked about this he said about movies he goes you know sometimes people critics often will get um uh, they will talk about the subject of a of a movie a lot like it's important it's about this it's good because it's about x it's -hmm. good because it's about y and he goes they never really talk about the manner in which it was made right and so people often get stuck on the surface so they go look at that it's a happy thanksgiving or whatever right right? and uh, that's not the way my thanksgivings were or whatever their thing is without going look how well he communicated that like, you could yeah. take the lesson and tell your own story. You don't have to tell his stories. But you yeah. can learn the skill.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't understand why people throw away the skill, even if they don't appreciate what the paintings are about. The other thing is, he did other paintings when he was done with the Saturday Evening Post that were much more hard-hitting Yeah, about real things. Um, he did uh, a painting about the... Um, uh about school integration we see the little yeah. black girl going to school yep um it's a really Even powerful
1: talk about new new neighbors or whatever yeah yeah
0: the new right. neighbors yeah. that's one um so you know he
1: what was the one you said that he his processor actually wore a shirt
0: oh there was a there was a painting he did called um oh what's the name of that painting murder in mississippi i think it was for an article um, on um, there was some uh, killings of some civil rights workers in the 60s and uh, made big, big news it was a big deal. And he was doing a, they were doing an article about it in look, I think, look magazine. I think it was look magazine. They were doing an article. And so he did a painting for that. And um, one of the things he did is uh, there's because these guys were killed, Nate. They had a bloody shirt or something that they had recovered. I saw this in a, an exhibit of his work, and there was the bloody shirt of one of the victims, and he, put that shirt on, when Norman Rockwell to sort of get to, and he didn't he usually we'd have models, but he didn't mm-hmm. want anybody else to take on that energy, um, and he put that shirt on, um, to get into the thing. It's a powerful painting too. I think it's called Murder in Mississippi. How can it not be? Yeah, but they the magazine this was this was a couple of years after I think this was a couple of years after the actual murder the magazine big New York magazine not in the south um wouldn't publish the painting wouldn't publish the cover because they had a um, a policy that they only show showed African American people in servant positions so you can only be like it's a butler yeah we can put it on the cover but we can't Show this guy, this victim, on the cover of this. Wow. Yeah. No, we don't do that. That was a policy that they had. That was in that exhibit I saw. That was a little thing they said on that painting. So the painting was not
1: published. Man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but I also think that that also pulls in kind of some of the stuff we talked about in our last episode of honesty and um, being willing to go there emotionally. Yeah. If you really want to move people emotionally, like... If you want to affect the audience emotionally, which, again, is the goal, um, you have to go there first. Right. 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 And the fact that Norman Rockwell, he was Norman Rockwell by that point. Right. He was a big deal. He he could have just knocked something out or whatever. But look at what he did. Yeah. Right. He took that upon himself. He's like, I don't want anybody else to feel this energy or whatever. Yeah. He sat in it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that painting. I can't help but imagine it's insane. It's a good painting, yeah. Cause how could it not be? Yeah, right. Yeah, um. That's special, and it will always be special. And it's because he was willing to do that. You yeah, know? it's really something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, but Even yeah, this jury painting. That jury painting amazing. Right, like this painting. If you you should, again, if people haven't seen it, it's just called the jury. Yeah, it's, it's just Trump. called the jury. Man, talk about being a, ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that painting. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Um, but the right thing's going on. That's right. Not a lot, not anything extraneous. Yeah. Right? It's not extraneous. It's all the things he needs. Yeah. But it's all the things he needs. But it's nothing else.
1: Yep, but nothing else.
0: Yeah. Um, so people do not understand the power of simplicity. And if they can, if they can wrap their brains around the fact that it can be moving and be powerful and be poignant and be all the things they really want their artwork to be. They can start seeing the beauty in it and then they can start to reproduce it. They can start to do it themselves. Um, but it requires that your ego comes out of it. It requires that you are brave enough to cut the hands off the sculpture. Yeah. Right. You have to take your ego out. All those details are just ego. That's all they are, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Bruce Lee had a quote where he said, um, um, showing off is a fool's idea of glory. Yeah, that's why he's Bruce Lee. He's Bruce Lee. Yeah, um, yeah the, the, and he also talked about oh, chipping away the idea. unessential, right? Yeah. He said, you don't need, you know, so chip away the unessential. That's Bruce Lee, another completely different category. Totally
1: different category. Right. But the best of ever at get, what he did. Yeah, yeah. get rid of the unessential. And an awesome dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. All the way around.
0: All the way around. Get rid of what you don't need. Right? But it, it requires that you, you check your ego at the door. And mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. Right? Because when you, people start praising you for those hands. Yeah, that's right. Right? Are you willing to cut them off because you, you have something bigger in mind?
1: I also think when you just think about the words that Bruce Lee picked, like what you don't need. Well, that also implies you better know what you need. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you can't actually figure out what you don't need until you have a very clear understanding of here's what I need. Mm-hmm. Right. Even now, like purging and all those different things, like, you know, tidying up and shows like that and stuff. It's really getting after the same type of thing It's like, do you actually need all of this right. stuff? <laughs> right? right. you know, like... Uh, I think I'm supposed to have all this stuff. It's like, but do you need, like, <laughs> right. when you understand what you need, what do you actually need? It's actually very little. Right. So, even life, we know statistically and stuff. Yeah. Um, the happiest people in the world are not the people with the most stuff. We know that. Right. right? Uh, the happiest people are the ones that actually have what they need. Right. Right. And, you know, it's like in a little bit of need and be able to go, like, pay for lunch every once in a while. Like, pretty yeah. much. Those are the happiest people. Right. Right. Some of the, most of the saddest people you ever read about, you know, are the are people that have way more than they actually need. Oh yeah, it's really interesting. But it's the same. Outside of that, it's the same for story. It's the same for music. It's well, the same it's, for
0: well. It's also interesting because stories will tell you that, right? Like, uh that um, that Buddha mm-hmm. before pre Buddha, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> he right. had everything. Yeah,
1: everything, everything,
0: right? Didn't make him happy. He had everything you could ha- right. want. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's got to be more than this. Yeah. Right. There's lots of stories like
1: that. Well. Uh, God, Jesus right yeah if he came from heaven that means that he would have had everything <laughs> you know there's right. usually that contrast yeah right uh, uh, from everything uh, to from nothing. any of these folks you know what I mean yeah. like yeah yeah because that's what makes it matter is contrast if right you want to know about contrast I'm pretty sure we talked about it in another episode um but you're exactly right I just think and even if you look at Bruce Lee's life like it's cool because you can go see his, his martial arts studio still downtown and stuff yeah. you know, we're in Seattle obviously or we were just talking about seeing his grave mm-hmm. right and Brandon's grave but like yeah when you go and look at his martial history that it wasn't there wasn't all these bells and it was like he didn't right. yeah he didn't have you know it's like well he was bruce lee he could have done whatever he wanted right his setup was really simple mhm but you again you can only do that if you have clarity right on what is actually necessary mhm right yeah um and again he's bruce lee or it becomes again going back to some of the people we talked about right uh that uh, or you become einstein Right. Right. Simple as possible, no simpler. Right. Right. Or, you know, Da Vinci or. Right. Right. Da Vinci said uh,
0: simplicity was the ultimate sophistication. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Totally. And you see that painting that they've had. It's just, it's just a painting of just a portrait of Christ's face. Yeah. And you look at it and you're like, I can't not look at Or, or Mona Lisa. Right. right. Like.
0: Yeah. He,
1: he could have thrown a bunch more people in there if he wanted <laughs> to. He could have had a firework going <laughs> right. off over his shoulder or whatever. You know, like, Right. No, it's. You know he's good because it's just all he needed was that. Right. A smile.
0: Right. So, yeah. So, if Da Vinci says simplicity is good, and Einstein says simplicity is good, <laughs> yeah. and Bruce Bre- Lee says, says simplicity yeah. is good, and Jerry Seinfeld's simplicity is good,
1: Jim Henson? Pe- Jim Henson, why do people think otherwise? Think about the Cookie Monster. Look at what the Cookie Monster looks like. Yeah. He's blue. You're right. He's got his mouth, he's got his eyes. That's it. Elmo? Yeah, same thing. You know, yeah. like Kermit, he's got the little thing, you know, yeah. whatever around his neck. Yeah, yeah. But that's, but Jim Henson always knew, like that's what I mean. What else do you need? Yeah. Seriously, all those characters. Yeah. Duffelumpagus, he's big, but I mean, other than like, yeah, pretty simple. they're simple and they're iconic and they're how much cool Mickey Mouse, right? Simple is good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It works.
0: Yeah, I don't. But it's not. Uh, people don't think they're gonna get the glory. That's why that's why they don't that's why they don't do it. If that's so simple. I'm not gonna get credit for being good. If it's simple, mm. I'm doing this to get credit. I'm not doing this to be a storyteller, I'm doing this to get credit. I'm not doing this to be a designer, I'm doing this to get credit. Yeah. I'm doing this so people notice that I'm designing, or they notice I'm directing, or they notice that I'm writing. Yeah. Right? Or whatever it is. I want them to notice me. Look at the hands I
1: carved. Right. Right. Yeah. right? Right? Yeah.
0: An amateur leaves those hands on and a protest cuts them off.
1: That's right. And then the the funny thing is, and if you do that, they'll notice, but they'll notice for the right reasons. Right. People didn't miss uh, Bruce Lee. People didn't miss Billy Wilder. No. Right? He was the one that always talked about cutting fat, right? Or yeah. No, no fat or whatever the line was. He, um, no, I, I can't remember what your. Oh, he said something like he said like there's no fat in my movies. he used the title. No, like, he said fat. there were
0: no phony shots. Oh, phony shots, was it no phony, phony shots? shots in his movies. Yeah. Which is interesting because he was talking about simplicity. So he yeah. said he was proud that there were no phony shots. And what he meant was Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you think he meant by that? Yeah. He meant like kind of what I was talking about, the habit. Like, I like this kind of shot. Yeah. I like doing this. Right? His shots were always storytelling shots. Yeah. His shots were always to tell you something about the point he was making, or about the character, yeah, something. There was, was, there was always a reason for his shots. Yeah, and so that's what he means. No phony shots. I didn't do anything because I thought it was cool
1: looking. Right. Well, and because look at the apartment. I think at the opening of the apartment, right? There's some beautiful work. You in could, there. you yeah. could think that, oh, that was just a cool thing he thought of, but it's like no. If you read the script, right? Yeah, it's all just dramatizing what well, he's saying. Right. Right. The Office, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right? Uh, but he, uh, was all, the cool about that, he was proud of that.
0: Right. He was proud that, yeah. He was proud when you didn't see him directing. He was proud when you, he thought a bad director is the one people notice. We're exactly on the opposite end of that spectrum right now. Correct. The more people see the director working, the better they think it is right now. But didn't you think that shot was cool? I'm constantly getting in arguments people. I guess. I don't know. Did it serve the story? But didn't you think it was cool?
1: Isn't it amazing that he held that shot for 15 minutes? I, I don't know. I, what, what? I guess. Did you, what was the...
0: Yeah, why? Why? Yeah. The why is the thing. If you can tell me why, then maybe, maybe. But if you can't tell me why, it was just indulgent. Indulgent, yeah. It was just the fool's idea
1: of glory. That's such a gnarly quote. (laughs) Oh, my God. But that's why he is who he was? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. All right. A simple story about simple stories. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thanks.
0: Next time on You Are a Storyteller.
1: There's all these really cool things in life as you get to go and hang out with people or you go like, oh, man, I learned a lot about whether it was story or patience or whatever it is from these different really incredible people. And so today we're going to talk about some of those people in your life and what they taught you.
0: Thanks for watching You Are a Storyteller. If you have any questions or there's a storytelling topic you want us to cover, leave a comment
1: below or email us at hello@believeagency.com.